actual historian by trade. That is to say, I'm concerned with the history of ideas, with the people who articulate ideas, people that we usually call intellectuals, writers, philosophers, social scientists, people who try to think about how things hang together, how institutions and traditions are related to one another. I'm interested in the ideas that they held, in how they came to hold those ideas, and in the influence that their ideas had over others. I come from an entrepreneurial family. My father's an entrepreneur, my grandfather was, his father was as well. When I was growing up, I worked in a number of family businesses, but I didn't want to go into business. I wanted to be an intellectual, to learn about and reflect on the interconnection of things. But I certainly understood that capitalism was something that was worth thinking about and thinking about how it's connected to many other things. That's what I've been studying for some time now. And in these lectures, I want to share with you some of those connections. The theme of this course is thinking about capitalism. And I mean that in two senses. First of all, how major intellectuals in Europe and the United States have thought about capitalism and how you might consider thinking about capitalism. When people come to think about capitalism, their first inclination is perhaps to turn to the business pages of the newspaper, or to turn to economists to explain it to them. In the business pages, we can read about which companies are more profitable and which are less so, what products people are buying and which ones they've stopped buying, prospects for employment, for inflation, and so on. Economists tend to focus on how one element of market-related activity is related to other elements, how money supply affects inflation, say, or how interest rates affect investment and consumer spending. The premise of this series of lectures is that there's a lot more to capitalism than that, that capitalism is too important and complex to be left to the economists. Now, that's because capitalism involves a great deal more than what we typically think of as economic. It's a system, or rather a variety of systems, by which people compete and cooperate with one another, through which they try to satisfy their goals, their needs, their wants, and through which new goals and new needs and new wants are constantly being created. Capitalism is a system that has political prerequisites, and it has political effects. It's a system that has cultural effects, and just the, what those effects are is a topic that's been under intense debate for several hundred years now. In fact, uh, almost every aspect of the way we think about ourselves as individuals and as groups is influenced by capitalism. Take something that might seem to be entirely beyond the realm of capitalism our families, the size and shape of our families. Why is it that when capitalism first develops, families tend to get larger in size? That is to say, people tend to have more children. But then, as capitalism develops further, people tend to have fewer children, despite the fact that they're better off. Or take the way in which capitalism is related to the larger groups with which we identify, to classes and nations. As you'll see, some thinkers maintain that capitalism tends to break down 
national barriers. While others have argued that there's a close connection between capitalism and the development of the modern nation-state. Capitalism also influences the way in which we define ourselves as individuals by our chosen interests. The fact that we think that we might think of ourselves as a jazz aficionado, for example, is linked to our shared appreciation and consumption of concerts and recorded music, and those connections link us to others around the country and perhaps around the world. That's made possible by the commodification of music. That is to say, the fact that musical performances can be bought and sold in the capitalist marketplace and that some people can therefore specialize in making the sort of music that we want to listen to or writing the sorts of novels that we want to read and so on. As I studied modern intellectual history,